You're listening to The Music Millionaire Show, the podcast that inspires musicians to be in control of their music career. My name is SG1, and I'm the co-founder of the Grammy Award-winning production team and record label, The Peacemakers. And we're best known for working with artists like Dr. Dre and a plethora of platinum and award-winning artists. So I challenge musicians like yourself to learn the music business ins and outs to understand that success isn't by chance, it's by design. So get ready for your perception of the music industry to be challenged. Welcome to Music Millionaires. You have to see it before you become it. Peace and blessings, family. What's going on? It's your man, SG1 from the Grammy Award winning team, The Peacemakers. And welcome back to another Music Millionaires podcast with my co-host, David E. Maxwell. David, what's going on, family? All is well, my bro. All is well. How's everything been, bro? Uh, I can't complain. You know, life happens. Life is good, actually. And, you know, people say it's what you make it. That's a true statement. (laughs) <laughs> no, that's right, bro. You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm excited today because we have a good friend of mine and a very, 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 very special um, uh, uh, person that's coming on, a friend that's coming on that we're interviewing, a guest. And um, bro, been in the game for a minute, man. He got a lot to go on. So I'm excited to talk about that and also share his experience in the music industry and, and some trials and tribulations that he's had. However... If you have not, and this is your first time to the podcast, make sure you subscribe no matter what you're listening on, whether it's iTunes, whether it's Anchor, whatever you're listening to, make sure you subscribe so that you can be notified when we put out new podcasts. Also, make sure you stop by our websites, music-millionaires.com and davidemaxwellbeats.com so we can provide some kind of service to you. Dave, um, what's been going on as far as in the news, bro? Oh uh, man, a lot's been happening actually, you know, it's just, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing sometimes that we see a lot of things that go on in the news and things that we can relate to in our personal lives, you know, it gives us confirmation. And for me, a lot of it, it gives also motivation to continue to do what I'm doing to provide for my family. That's a fact. That's a fact. And, and it knows it's, it's so bad, uh, because of all of the crazy news that we do get and all the things that's going on in the world, especially in the world of music. And uh, it's, it's real sad, honestly, because, you know, we are one of the only genres of music that is constantly filled with controversy. And, you know, I, I, I liken it to at one point in time, uh, Gene Simmons said something that was very pivotal. And I think I put it on one of my podcasts before. But he said something about rappers being the new rock stars, right? And you know how the, the, the new rock stars are the rappers because they're not there. They're unapolog- unapologetically just flashing. They're constantly showing you this is the life I want to live. But yeah. then on the, on the flip side of that, you know, there's consequences behind it. You know what I mean? Because with that comes all of the negativity and the trolling and all the things that happens, you know, within the rap arena. And that controversy is a large part of what we're going to be talking about today. So let's do this, Dave. Let's go ahead and introduce our guest today and very close friend. I'd like to introduce to you guys my friend, Casino Roulette. Casino, what's How going on, What's going on, brother? How you doing, man? Thank you. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me. Oh, peace and blessings, uh, man. Thank you yeah. for uh, being on here. Thank you. Thank you for being on here, man. And you know, Dave, um, 
I recently got a chance to spend time with Casino Man in, in his hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, and um, got a chance to really, really get a lot of insight. And me and Casino chopped it up, man, and uh, it was it was beautiful, brother. I mean, we, we spent the entire day together and um, learned a lot about each other, brother. And I uh, really want to say, man, thank you so much for all that you did, brother, and and um, especially lunch. Thank you for lunch, too. I mean, that spicy food got me. <laughs> Because, you know, let's do this, brother. Uh, if you don't mind, can you inform our audience who you are, what you do, and then basically let's go into, you know, a little bit about yourself. But tell the audience who you are, Jack. Um, who am I? I'm a survivor. Um, like you say, my name is um, Casino Roulette. That's C-A-R-O-U-L-E-T-T-E. I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, but like you say, I now reside in South Carolina. Um, I've been in the music industry for quite some time now. Um, I just recently, within the last few years, started to, you know, uh, build up my fan base, started to um, build up my notoriety, such as in my surrounding areas. Um, who am I? I'm just an average man, you know, on a mission to change the world if God allowed me to. You know what I mean? Through music, through my story of trials and tribulations, my stories of survival, my stories of, you know, never giving up. That's what's up, brother. Let me ask you something. So you're in the music industry. You're a rapper, right? I wouldn't even classify myself as a rapper. You know, okay. um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, um, artist. I'm not even going to say an artist. I'm just, I, I put pain on paper. Whatever I go through, that's what I write. I'm not even going to say it's an artist. I just, it's a gift. I don't even know what I do when I do it until after it's done. You know what I mean? I hear the voices that tell me what to say. And as I repeat it over and over and over, it becomes audible enough for me to understand it. Then I write it down. So whatever you call that. A messenger. <laughs> Thank you. That's what I, that's why, I, that's why I wouldn't even say an entertainer, a rapper, or an artist. There you go. A messenger. That sounds. That sounds more right. like a prophet okay. because it's coming from somewhere else other than myself. Cool. Right, right. And, and that's one of the reasons why I mentioned that and I said that was because I think oftentimes uh, in the music world, titles hurt us. And, and one of those titles for a lot of us, especially with experience, no different than being a producer. Yeah. You know, for most, most artists, um, keyword being artists, is we don't like the stigma of wearing a title like rapper. But when people go to your Instagram page or they may go to your Spotify, they may interpret that from you, that you are a, a rapper. But when right. it comes to the diversity that you are as a musician, just from what I've heard in your music, you are so much more. And and and, and David hit it right on oh. the nose, man. Yeah. You know, a lot of times people also, they want to know, they say, okay, who is this person? And right away, people identify you with what you do. But the question is, who are you, not what do you do? And that seems to be the, uh, the, the going, the stigmatism that, that's placed around us because of what people see. They think that's who we are. Right. Absolutely. Now, um, so, you know, what, what you working on right now? Are you working on any projects? Um, actually, I just recently put out my latest single, um, PTSD, which is um, exactly what it is, PTSD, a traumatic experience, you know, that you go through after suffering a scary event, you know. Um, so I just recently uh, finished 
that project going out. Now I'm um, actually in the midst of uh, promoting that project as well as making way for something new, which is my new gospel record. I've just actually, um, I just actually prophetically uh, written down and now want to record and put out for the world. So that's my latest endeavor. But my project PTSD is out now. So, and, and for those who are listening, you know, um, PTSD basically stands for post-traumatic stress syndrome, or is it, did I say disorder. it right? Disorder. Post-traumatic stress disorder. Okay. Yes, sir. And it normally comes from uh, experiencing a tragic event or something so traumatizing that it creates. Uh, what's the best way to describe that? How, how would you describe what it creates, Casino? It creates um, depression. It creates confusion. You know, um, all the things that's negative to a productive life. It causes that. Right, right. And and I would agree with you. You know, what I mean, you know, my, I myself and I share this openly now with people. You know, went through a situation a couple of years ago where I, I witnessed my son kill my best friend and, and my 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 brother, my security guard, and uh, I definitely suffered from that. PTSD, you know what I mean? And, 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 and was, depression was the main thing that set in for me, mm. you know, um, because you experience something like that and, and it's, and it's very traumatizing. And so obviously with a, uh, a music composition called PTSD, there is a story or a backstory behind the motivation to this particular track, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. And I know it. And I don't know Dave know it, yes. but what we want to do real quick is before we get into it, uh, let's take a, a quick break. And if you don't mind, uh, Casino, can we play a portion of, of, of the PTSD album? Absolutely. Yes, sir. All right, guys. So we're going to play a portion of the PTSD right now made by Casino Roulette, guys. We'll be right back. Depression affects a lot of people, you know. Lord knows I have my struggles with it. trapped inside your head and don't nobody know what's going on inside of there with you and then it seemed to spread from your head to your heart and you start feeling things and seeing things I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars I swear to God yeah, I do yeah I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars. I'd have been to hell and yeah, back, my nigga. Yeah, no yeah. I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars. And I'm yeah, trapped. Yeah. I feel trapped in this room. I'd have had a hole in my heart forever carrying my scars. Yeah, and don't yeah. nobody understand me. Yeah. Lost a couple friends, but shit, I'm still alive. Still alive. Felt the pain from his mama when she heard he died. Watch for lame, soak up game, so I'm staying dry. Cause shit to change, it ain't the same since 2005. Feel like I've been through so much, just life ain't never for us. Politics and bullshit, they say it's bigger than us. This world is so fucked up, that's why I'm splitting my duck and blowing away what they say, cause I ain't giving a fuck. Too much time. Talking no more.
more ashes, so we strapping up. And if they tripping, catch them slipping, leave them blasted up. They say we catching up, nah, we don't pass them all. Stick up game, still the same, nigga masking all. Elders passing off, they say our young is lost. Chasing fast in a bag, got them trolling hard. Living with no regards, OD and on the bars. For those to pass, tilt the glass, nigga, take a hat off. Holding my heart, forever carrying my scars. Yeah, yeah. I done had a hole in my heart, forever carrying my scars. I done had a hole in my heart, forever carrying my scars. Alright guys, that was PTSD by Casino Roulette. Now Casino, let's 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 do this. Let's talk about the backstory, the 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 essence behind the PTSD um, track. Let's let's talk about what was the core behind you creating that music. If you don't mind sharing, it was little less or a little about eight months ago. There was an incident that happened in your life. Yes, sir. Um, June the second, to be exact, two thousand eighteen. I was riding passenger seat in the car with my brother. Um, Rapper, loving hip hop star, Lil Scrappy. We was in Miami. You know, we had just finished um, doing a um, show in South Carolina that I had through um, Friday night. So as we leave South Carolina, you know, after the show is done, you know, I drive from Union, which is where the show was, to my home in Spartanburg. Um, Kiss the wife, you know how you normally do before you're heading on the road. You know, I told her, I said, hey, stay in contact with me. You know, because that night, you know, it's crazy to say this, but I felt like something was going to happen. I didn't know what, you know, I knew something was going to happen after the night because I started feeling like that. You know, let me let me do a little backup because before Scrappy was able to come to my house, he had to get his wheel off of his car. You know, his wheel had welded onto his car. And this is something that don't normally happen his wheel had welded onto his car. Like the lugs had pretty much grinded so far in to where it didn't, it had welded the tire onto the the the, 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 the part of the car. Wow. So he sent me pictures. He was like, bro, I might not be able to make this. Now we had just re, we had already um, rescheduled the show because the show had initially supposed to have been in April. So I had to reschedule it to May. And, you know, at that moment, I was already, you know, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm feeling skeptical. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So and then the night of the event, he the day of the event, he texted me like, hey, bro, I might not be able to make this, man. Look at what my car looked like. He sent me pictures and everything like the, the wheel was messed up. He was like, hey, the mechanic finna now try to blowtorch it off. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, hey, man, is this not going to happen? Long story short, the event happened. But it was so many signs leading up to the accident so as, after the um, event like I say I drove from Union to my house from my house you know I drove to Atlanta well now I had been up all day you know from trying to plan the um, event all the way up until driving to Atlanta so I'm exhausted so uh, by the time it's like six in the morning we get into Atlanta we get into Atlanta, you know, um, it's raining bad that day. And then um, I think I, like, hit a pothole or something. When I hit the pothole, it woke up, scrapped, and tanked 
you know, which is the bodyguard who was in the car. So that was a sign right there, you know what I mean? Like, but nonetheless, kept driving. We go to the gas station. We get to the gas station, fill up the car, and we go to Mama D house. When we get to Mama D house, scrap switch cars, and we, me and him hop in his car. So we drive from Mama D house down to Florida. As we drive down to Florida, you know, like he and I, we are changing in between the drive, the ride, you know what I mean? So, um, but he drove majority of the way from Georgia to Florida, to Miami. So we finally get to Miami, you know, like we both exhausted, you know what I mean? So, uh, but we still up that evening, you know what I mean? Like neither one of us took a nap. So come 11 o'clock, you know, uh, around nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, he was like, hey bro, he was like, we're going to go down to um, King of Diamond. You know, it was the DJ that invited it. Once he found out we was in town, the DJ invited us out because, you know, it was his birthday. Plus, you know, he wanted to um, get better acquainted with Scrappy because, you know, he wanted to start spinning his music. So I said, okay, then, well, let me take a shower. So we both shower up and meet back up upstairs. So um, we leave out. We go to the um, King of Diamond. You know, it's on my Facebook Live. I videoed it, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, we had a good time. So uh, when it was before the club closed, you know, we decided we was ready to go because we was exhausted already. So I said, all right, let's go, bro. So um, I had some artist, this artist that I was dealing with. Uh, well, not an artist, a YouTuber, actually. I had him to come down to Miami to, uh, you know, kick it with us because the next day we was going to get up and go ride jet skis. So um, he came down. I met him in a parking lot, and I told him, I said, hey, little homie, I said, look, uh, we finna go back to the condo. I said, you go ahead and go back to the room. I said, but when you wake up in the morning, I said, hit me. I said, and then we'll link up. I shoot address, you come over to the condo, and then we all go ride jet skis and video that so you can throw it on your channel. He was like, all right, cool. So um, he pull off. Well, he hop in his car. By this time, Scrap pull up, you know, so I hop in the passenger seat and Scrap pull up. He pull off. Well, he pull off and he was driving erratically. So I said, I told Scrap, I said, let me, uh, he said, do little homie know where he's going? I said, nah. I said, let me call him. I said, because he's driving too fast anyway. Hmm. In the process of me calling him, I don't know. I might have passed out, you know what I'm saying? Because I didn't even get a chance to call the dude. Because well, well, no, let me ask you this: What time was that when you call? This is around about um, I'm a guesstimate to say around about two o'clock in the morning. Okay, so that that was two o'clock already. So you guys had had basically been driving all day, literally driving all day. Um, Scrap wound up driving basically from Georgia to Miami, and then mm -hmm. showered up. It's time to hit the script club, go down here and, and meet your acquaintances, you know, with, with DJs who are potentially going to be spending his music, of course, because that's promotion. You want to definitely, you know, uh, make that connection happen with someone, you know, especially with the strip clubs, because people don't realize that a lot of music is broke in the strip clubs. Right. And so at, at this point, so basically what you're saying is at this point, you all are preparing for a, 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 um, a jet ski, um, adventure in the morning. And you're now meeting yeah. with this YouTuber and he's driving crazy. Yeah, I see him driving crazy. Wow. And like I say, I was gonna I was gonna call him and, and and tell him, hey man, slow down, man. You don't know where you at. So but in the midst of me grabbing my phone, this is what that's the crazy part. In the midst of me grabbing my phone, I guess I fell asleep. 
You know what I mean? Like, uh, I just remember having my phone in my hand, and then I remember waking up. So, hold on, when before I you get there. Hold on, before you get there. <laughs> so, <laughs> wow. you were so tired and exhausted that before you could, like, your your intentions was to call dude and, and literally okay. call him to let him know, like, bro, you driving crazy. Wow. Car, tell him slow down. Do you hear what you, do yeah. you, you hear the story? Yeah, I, you hear, the story, I hear right? that. That's, that's just amazing. You, you were so tired that as you reached for your phone to call, you fell asleep. That's, that's tired, bro. <laughs> but, but, but let's, let's do a little, let's do something even more, man. Hmm. Let's go into, let, let's play this back real quick. So he felt like he told his wife to, to stay in contact, right? So you, you, Casino, you told your wife to stay in contact. You just had that, that inner feeling. Hmm. That something was going to go wrong. I think we just lost Casino. Yeah, we it just yeah just locked out. He's going to have to call back. Yeah, guys, if you've been if you've been um, with us so far, we was talking to Casino Roulette. Looks like we just lost him. We're going to wait for him to call back, and we'll continue this conversation. We'll be right back, guys. There's nothing like having your own. And as a music producer or artist or whatever you are in the music field, having your own website is critical to establishing your identity, even if it's just saying myname.com. However, what you also need to be made aware of when you are dependent on other platforms to either store your music and or you're depending on them for your financial well-being, you're making a large mistake. That's why, guys, I've teamed up with my tribe and we have come up with a way for you guys to have your own websites for as little as $60 a year. That's right. Get your complete domain name and hosting all for under $60, which is basically $5 a month. So don't delay. Get your website up and running. We have everything that you need from WordPress and all the other templates that you need. So you don't have to have, you don't have to have any design skills at all, guys. Look in the link below. Sign up now. You're listening to the Music Millionaires Podcast with your hosts SG1 and David E. Maxwell. All right, guys. So we are back here at Music Millionaires. If you're just tuning in, or no matter how you're listening, you might be listening to a, a portion of this podcast on YouTube. If you are, you can check out the entire episode on Anchor or our iTunes link, which will be located in the description below. However, for those of you just tuning in, we are on the phone with my friend, my compadre, my brother, my little brother, Casino Roulette. And he was sharing the story um, with himself and Lil Scrappy. And what we was what we were saying and, and what I was trying to get to, Casino was as as I'm marking all this stuff down, you felt you felt like something internally was going to go down because so you made the statement to your wife, make sure she stayed in contact, right? Yes, sir. And, yes, sir. And in the midst of that preparation to go out of town with Little Scrappy and and you guys uh, do what you need to do, he contacted you about a will issue and that you possibly he possibly wasn't going to be able to make it because of that lug nut or boat being welded onto the daggum wheel, correct? Yes, sir. In the midst of that, driving, you hit a pothole, <laughs> right? Another sign. Yes, sir. And then finally, and, I, and I'm not talking about, you know, I'm not denoting the entire story, but I'm looking at all of the key points that you made. Finally, right before you start your story of, of what happened, you say that you had... Uh, met up with a YouTuber and they, you, you guys was leaving. I guess you were leaving King of Diamond at that time. Yes, sir. Okay. And he was driving erratically and you was getting ready to call him.
to tell him to slow down. Let's start from there. Yes, sir. I was getting ready to call him to tell him to slow down. And like I say, I don't know. I guess I, I, I fell asleep, you know. Um, but backing up just a little bit, like I, like, like you said, uh, my wife, she still reminds me of this to this day. Like she was like, I don't know if you knew something was going to happen or you felt that she was like, because that, that look in your eyes, she was like, it was like you, it, she was like, I, I just can't explain it. Mm. So, you know, like I say, I was getting ready to call him and tell him, man, slow down. You don't know where you at. But nonetheless, I guess I, I fell asleep. And from that moment, I woke up because the reason why I woke up is because I felt the car drifting. You know, like, 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 I, I, I don't even know. You know, I can't even say, but I just felt the car drifting and it made me wake up. And when I woke up, we was moving and I looked over, Scrap was asleep, mouth wide open. He was knocked out. I said, bro, and woke him up. And when I woke him up, he looked at me. He said, huh? And I guess in the midst of being startled, he hit the gas instead of the brake. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when he hit the gas, I said, oh, shit. And I put my hand on the dashboard. I said, oh, stop, bro, stop. So I, in the midst of me putting my hand on the dashboard, something told me to move my hand. So I pulled my hands back. And as you can see, like, you see, like, it's like the car sped up. That's when uh, you see it, like, skipping in. That's because it's in, it's on the sidewalk and on the street still. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but as he's turning the wheel, I can see, I said, oh, shit. I see this big pole, this big column coming towards us, and it's mainly in front of me. I said, oh, shit, bro. Boom. And we hit. Wow. And when we hit, I said, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. I took the seat belt off and I jumped out. Lord, started patting my body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I was just patting my body up and down because I, I felt as if I didn't know if it was like a ghost moment, you know, like I'm out of my body, but I think I'm in my body. So I'm just patting my body. Mm-hmm. So then when I turn around and I look at the, look at the car. That's you know, because I'm looking at the car to see if my body's still, still in there. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know if I'm having an out-of-body experience. Right. So yeah, yeah. I, wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's real. So, that's when I turn, so as I turn and look at the car, I see Scrappy. You know, the airbag is out and his face is toward me and it's filled with blood all on the airbag in his face. I said, Lord, it can't end like this. Lord, don't let it end like this. Mm. So by this time, as I'm turning around to run toward the car, Another car is coming up the road and it's hitting the debris that's in the road. And then they stop once they hit the front fender. They said, did this just happen? I said, yes. I said, call 911. Please call 911. So that's the 911 call in the beginning of my song, Miami Night. That's the actual 911 call. Right. So by this time, let's cut to that real quick. We're going to cut to that 911 call. What is the problem? Tell me exactly what happened. Um, me and my friends was driving home, and then we saw somebody crash, and this man's on the floor. What type of vehicle is, what type of vehicle is he in? What type of vehicle? They in a white, they in a white, a uh, white Mercedes. A white Mercedes? How many people is in it? Yes. How many people? Only two people, right? Two, two. And you said the male is on the floor? It's going to be at 192 um, in Biscayne, Yolanda. Okay, we already have the police on the way, okay? Yes. 
Are you still there? Yes. Okay. Can you tell me um, what injuries the person has? What injuries does the person have? We do not know. We don't know him. We don't know. We just saw him. On the... I understand, ma'am, but you're, you're there with him now? We No, we just stopped on the side, so we don't know. Okay, so you're not. Okay, all right. We're not, okay. we're not the ones that hurt. We just call. I understand, but I'm asking you for information about the person that's hurt. Are you able to get close to him to get to answer the question? Um, the yes. I um, as I hollered, I told them to call nine one one. I turned and I make. I'm, I'm running toward the car. As I turn to run toward the car, I say, "Bro, I look and I notice it's starting to smoke. It's starting to smoke bad." I said, "Bro, you got to get out, bro." I said, "This car's smoking, man. It's it's, it's it's about to catch fire, man. You got to get out, bro." He's like, I can't get out, bro. He's like, I can't get out. And he said, my foot stuck. I said, your foot stuck? So by this time, you know, I'm pushing this airbag down. I said, your foot stuck? I'm trying to pull him out. He said, I can't get out, bro. I can't I can't get the seat, but I'm, I'm loose. I said, hold on, man. So I run back to the other side. He said, bro, don't leave me in here, man. I said, man, I ain't going to leave you, bro. Hold on. So I'm trying to get to the other side and unbuckle him but I can't unbuckle him because it's so smoky in there and I can't see mm. so I say bro I can't see man I can't see bro so I, I said I said I run back to the other side I said by this time I said I'm finna get you by this time he fall out boom when he fall out of the car I said I try to pick him up and he said I can't stand bro I said you got to stand I said we gotta get away from the car he said I can't stand by this time as I'm trying to pull him it felt like it felt like gravity just pulled me all the way down, like my insides. That is, so you know. So let me ask you this. I, I let him. So let me ask you this. And I apologize. From the time that happened till you you are now pulling him out the car and and trying to pull him away from the car, how how long do you think that was? Yeah, that's my question. That's about like a good. That's about like a good ten minutes. If, Five if, or ten if minutes. Like it was ten train. minutes. Wow. Now, it, it was a long time. It was a long time because I mean, it, it felt like, okay, literally trying to get scrap out of the car was about five minutes. And then another five minutes on top of me trying to pick him up and, and pull him away from the car. Because as I'm trying to pick him up and pull him away from the car, that's when he's trying, he trying to pull himself, but he's like, bro, I can't, my foot. He's like, I can't stand up. I said, you I said, you can't stand up. So then by this time, like I say, it felt like my my whole insides had just failed. Wow. And I let him go. And he fell to the ground. He said, what, bro? And I, I said, man, I'm hurt, bro. He said, you hurt. And I fell backwards, grabbing my stomach. I just fell backwards. Wow. Right. He said, what's wrong with you, bro? He said, what's wrong with you? And I'm looking at him. I said, bro, I'm fucked up. I said, I don't know, man. I said, my stomach hurting, bro. He said, your stomach? I said, man, I can't breathe. It just felt like everything was filling up inside of my stomach. It, I, I couldn't breathe because I had four cracked ribs. I didn't know it. Right. So um, I told him, I said, I can't breathe, bro. He said, uh, by this time, the car, the people that was in the car, they ran, um, two dudes ran up. When they ran up, two dudes that ran up, well, no, it wasn't the people in the car, excuse me. Two other dudes, two, another car pulled up, obviously, because now that I think about it, the girl that's on the video she said i mean the girl that's on the audio she said some other people are there we're not at we're not with him so the dominican dudes there must have been in another car they two people run up to us 
And it's the Dominican. He said, you, he said, you all right. You all right. And I look. I said, you got a phone? He said, yeah, I got a phone. I got a phone. He give me his phone. And I try to call my wife. When I try to call my wife, she don't answer the phone. It goes to a voicemail. Boom. So I hang it up. And then I pass and I pass out on his phone. Mm. So he tapped me. He tapped me. He said, you got phone? You got phone? Then I look. I said, I thought about where I was. And I wiped the phone off of my, on my shirt. And I tried to call my wife's number again because it's due outside. You know what I mean? It's right. real wet in the grass and stuff that we in. Right. So I wiped the phone off of my shirt and I tried to call my wife again. Still didn't get no answer. So when it go to the voicemail the third time, I tell him, I said, hey, if somebody called this number back, let them know what happened. He said, okay, okay. I pass out again. Well, when I come through this time, police is standing over me. Um, and he said, hey, man, what's your name, man? What's your name? And then I opened my eyes and I look at him. And then he said, who is this? Who is this? And then uh, he said, oh, that little scrapper. And then he said, well, who is this one right here? Who is this one? Who was driving? Which one of y'all was driving? And then he's like, oh, okay. And I passed out again. After I looked at scrap and I saw scrap, I passed out again. Right. Wow. So, when I come through again, paramedics is around me. And they asking me, they saying, are you injured? Are you injured? And I can't answer them because I'm, I'm hurt. I can't really talk. Right. So it's, 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 I don't know the descent of the guy, so I'm not going to put a descent on the guy. But I'm just going to say he was real nasty, real nasty. Right. He said, uh, he looked, he said, he looked at me. He said, uh, who are you? I couldn't say my name. I'm hurt. So it's a woman with him. And he said, who are you? And I can't say my name. So he said, oh, okay, okay. You smell the alcohol? Okay, he must have been the one driving there. He must have been oh, the one wow. driving. And I oh, looked. Wow. So he, and I he instantly. Go ahead, go ahead. He instantly, he instantly said, because I, couldn't write, because I couldn't say that. He instantly said he must have been the one driving. Wow. So then by this time, I couldn't say that. By this time, he tell me to get up and made me sit on the edge of the sidewalk. On the edge of the sidewalk, he made me sit there. Wow. But then by this time, I said, I can't, I can't sit up. He said, you got to sit up. You got to sit up. I said, I can't sit up. And I laid back down, holding my stomach. Then the woman said, what's wrong with you? I said, ma'am, my stomach. I said, I said, I can't talk, ma'am. Right. So by this time, I passed out again. By this time, when I when I come through, they put me on that, that wood garney thing. They put me on a hard one. So when they put me on a hard one, then they put the thing on my neck. So when they put the thing on my neck, and then that's when they lift me from the hard one and put me on the south bed. So they, they, so, they basically, so, okay, so at this point, you know what I mean, a lot of time has passed by. You don't know exactly how long it's been now from the time of the accident to the time the paramedics come. But what right. what you do know is now, when, the, when the police and the paramedics show up, they're having you identify, or trying to have you identify yourself and they already identify a little scrappy. So right. now what happens is the presumption by this, this, this EMT that you had to be the one driving because he smelled alcohol on you. So right. instantly That's you crazy. were the cause of the accident because he smelled alcohol on your breath. Right. Okay. Right. So, you know, you know guys, real, real quick, that really shouldn't even been the concern at that point. You know, that's it.
you know, the service that, that they provided at that time. The concern was making sure that everybody, okay, let's get them to the hospital and we deal with the particulars. I mean, yeah, ask questions, but not to the extent that this is happening, man. Something like this, I mean, just hearing this, man, makes me angry. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know what, you know what I mean? It, it's, it's designed, listen, we talk about this so many times, the world that we live in now, where people presume you are, you are guilty before you are innocent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yep. It used to be you are innocent until proven guilty, but you are guilty before you are proven innocent. Yeah. And, um, this is like, wow, I mean, like, this is, this is, a, this is one of the most dramatic <laughs> brother. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I, 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 I commend you. I too. On what you experienced and what you went through because the story don't end there, guys. The story does not end here, but how we're going to take a break. We're on with Casino Roulette. And he has an album called PTSD. We'll be right back. Hey guys, you need to learn the music business ins and out. If you are an up and coming producer, musician, artist, rapper, whatever it is that you're trying to do, you want to be comfortable with your craft. You need to know the ins and outs of your craft. And that's where I come in at, guys. My name is SG1 from the Grammy Award winning team, The Peacemakers, and I'm teaching you guys the music business from our perspective, what we did to become successful, how we got into those doors that are closed, but more importantly, I'm trying to teach you guys where the money is and how you go about getting it. So if you're interested in that, make sure you visit me at music-millionaires.com. That's music-millionaires.com and join the thousands of producers that I've helped better their career, make more money, and become successful. Can't wait to see you there. You listen to the Music Millionaires Podcast with your hosts SG1 and David E. Maxwell, one of the best podcasts you have stumbled across. So make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll find the link in the description below. And make sure that you subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform that you just stumbled across us on, iTunes, Anchor, or wherever. We look forward to talking to you. Now back to the show. All right, guys, we're back with my friend Casino Roulette. And he was talking about the accident that he and Lil Scrappy had approximately eight months ago. And um, you, you, you're at a pivotal point right now in the in the story, Casino, because you're talking about at this point, you, you, you are you were basically forced to sit on the curve by an EMT who assumed you were okay. He he already accused you of being drunk, so you had to be the driver. And after basically passing out again, you wake back up and you're on the ambulance on one of the, the, the gurneys, the wooden gurneys inside of a neck brace, right? Yes. Let's go from there, bro. Okay, so at that at that point, they put me on the south bed, um, getting ready to put me into the ambulance. So once they put me into the back of the ambulance, um, the police walk over one more time. The police said, what is his name? Have y'all got his name yet? And then the lady asked me, the lady nurse, she said, what's your name? She had to put her ear to my mouth for me to tell her my name. Wow. You know, wow. So I told her my name. I said my name. I said, I gave her my name. She gave it to the police. By this time, I passed out. Mm. Okay. When I wake up again, the, um, the paramedic that was nasty, like I say, I'm not going to, I, he wasn't a black dude. You know what I mean? And he wasn't a white dude. He was a, he was a, a mixed, you know, descent. So I'm not going to say exactly what his race was. Right. He was just nasty. Mm. When I wake up, he is beside my bed and he got this nasty look on his face. And I told the lady, I said, get him off and by me. I said, get him from around. Yeah. Me. 
So by this time, she asked him to come on the other side of where she was. So by this time, she said, she asked me, she said, do you, are you from Miami? I said, no. You know, by this time, um, he is just sitting there. I just, I just, I can't get his look out of my head. He's just looking at me nasty. Mm. I passed out again. When I come through, I am in the, um, emergency room. You know what I mean? They took me into the emergency room. So I'm basically, you know how when you go into a room, they got you in a waiting room trying to find out what's wrong with you. Yeah. When I'm sitting in the emergency room, uh, waiting room, by this time, the black lady nurse come in. She looked, she said, what is, she said, uh, what is he doing here? He said, he was in today. She said, well, why y'all bring him in here? Now, this, now she is saying this to the guy who had been nasty all day. She said, well, why y'all bring him in here? He said, oh, he was all right when we got to the accident. Oh. She said, oh. he was in an accident. She said, she said, no, this man got trauma. If he was just in an accident, so then by this time she said, where's the um, x-ray machine? She said, bring the x-ray machine in here. She brought the mobile x-ray machine in there and put it right beside my bed and put the thing. She said, she said, you got to sit up for a minute. I need to put this behind your back. I lift up my back as good as I could. And I put it down. She said, now let me place this on your stomach. When she placed that on my stomach and done what they, what they were supposed to do, it was like eight people in the room at this time once they rolled in that machine. Everything in that room was silent. She hollered. She said, I told you he shouldn't be here. She said, cut his clothes off. They started cutting my clothes off. They started cutting my pants leg up all the way up to the crotch. They started cutting my shirts off. And by this time they got to my jewelry, I said, oh, don't cut my jewelry now. She said, <laughs> <laughs> she said sir, I, I'm not concerned with your jewelry. She said, now y'all can try to take it off if y'all want to. She said, but cut it off if you need to. So then by this time, you know, they try to take it off. So, you know, <laughs> I passed out. So when I passed out and I come back through, the lady is tapping me on my chest. She said, sir, I need you to wake up. She said, because I need you to hear me when I say this. I, I, I said, huh? She said, I need you to sign this paper because you have to go to an emergency surgery right now. I said, huh? Mm. She said, yes, we need. She said, yes, you need to go to surgery. I said, surgery for what? She said, Mr. Brown, we need to cut you from your chest to your navel. She said, because if we don't, she said, um, she said, you're not going to make it. I said, what? Cut me from my chest to my navel. I said, no. Mm-hmm. By this time, you know, I'm about to close my eyes. She said, Mr. Brown, Mr. Brown. She said, no, don't do that. She said, because if you pass out again and we can't get you um, through to sign these papers, she said, there's nothing we can do for you. So I said, what? Wow. Wow. Signed the papers best as I could and passed out. When I come through again, I'm on the operating table and the doctor is telling me to count back they telling me to count backwards. I said, count backwards for what? So then by this time, that's when he put the mask on my face and I went out again. When I come through, I come through on a Tuesday because they had put me in a drug-induced coma because the accident happened that Sunday. They put wow, me in a coma. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they put me in a coma through that Monday for me to sleep through it, you know, because they told my brother, you know, now it's all about, 
you know, my, you know, me, me, me fighting, you know, because they told him that they done what they could. Because once my brother found out I was in a wreck, he called to find out what, you know, hospital, you know, after talking to the Dominican. Yeah, let's let, let, let's do this casino real quick because I wanna, I wanna. So let's 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 do it this way. So when you come to, because I I wanna I wanna talk about that as well. You know, of course, me and you've talked about this. So when okay. you come through, the accident happened that Sunday morning at around two o'clock. From the time that you now sign the paper and pass out, you wake up on the operating table and then you, you, you back out. But this time you don't wake up till Tuesday, correct? Yes, I wake up Tuesday morning. Well, two, I, I say around Tuesday evening toward the nighttime because like I told, uh, Cece, Cece is Bambi's mother. You know, um, I can remember to, you know, waking up periodically. And looking at my door, because for the first time I woke up, I, I, it wasn't long, but I woke up and I saw all kind of tools and stuff. And I looked at the door and I saw E-Money, E-Money crying. I saw Mama D crying. I saw Bambi crying. And I saw Cece holding her face, holding her mouth. Cece is Bambi mama. I saw her holding her mouth. Okay. So, so for those who don't know, Bambi is Lil Scrappy's wife, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's okay. his wife and Imani is his daughter. Mama D is her, is his, his mother, mother. and C is Bambi's mother. Okay. So, so let, let me ask you this real quick before you go in there. Did, uh -huh. At this point, I, I, I gotta think that you, you're still confused. Are, do you now believe, did you have that same experience that you, when you, the, the car accident first happened, are you, you now thinking, am I dead? You know, still, like, are, you know what I mean? What did I'm that thinking, I, feel like you? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. At this moment, I'm, at this moment, I'm, I'm just there. You know what I'm saying? I'm just there because I don't know what's going on at this moment. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, when I, when, when I come through, I see, the, I see these two and I see this room. I know it's the hospital and I see them crying at the door and I'm like, wow, that's emotional trauma right there, brother. Yeah, I'm like, what they crying for? And then I, Close my eyes, I black out again, I pass out again. So when I come through this time, Cece is sitting at the bottom of my bed. And when she's sitting at the bottom of my bed, she said, hey, baby. I said, hey. She said, um, can you tell me your wife's name? And I tried to tell her her name, but I passed out, she said. Wow. Guys, guys, for everybody, for everybody just tuning in, we're talking to my friend and my little brother, Casino Roulette, man, and he's sharing with us um, the story of him and Little Scrappies, man, um, literal survival in a, a car accident in Miami that happened uh, 2018, June, if I'm not mistaken. And um, I'm, 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 you know, I've, this is this is my second time hearing it, you know, of course, uh, Casino, and I'm still, still like because you know. We operate on, you know how we are as artists, you know what I mean? So we, we have that vivid imagination. We can see and we are in the scene, you know, when you're yeah. talking. Right there, and brother. So, yeah, you know, and it's, and, and that's crazy to me right now. So guys, we'll, we'll be right back with Casino Roulette. Uh, we want you to definitely finish telling the story because I got a question that I, I, I definitely want to ask and it's a more personal one, uh, because it deals with the family because now you're saying that, uh, Bambi's mom, Cece is asking about your wife. Um, so hold that thought real quick. We'll be right back, guys. Right back, guys. Guys, there's nothing like having your own. 
And as a music producer or artist or whatever you are in the music field, having your own website is critical to establishing your identity, even if it's just saying myname.com. However, what you also need to be made aware of when you are dependent on other platforms to either store your music and or you're depending on them for your financial well-being, you're making a large mistake. That's why, guys, I've teamed up with my tribe and we have come up with a way for you guys to have your own websites for as little as $60 a year. That's right. Get your complete domain name and hosting all for under $60, which is basically $5 a month. So don't delay. Get your website up and running. We have everything that you need from WordPress and all the other templates that you need. So you don't have to have you don't have to have any design skills at all, guys. Look in the link below. Sign up now. You listen to the Music Meaners podcast. No shade, just real talk. Stay tuned. So, Casino, you, you're, you're saying that Miss Cece now is asking you about your wife. And that's pivotal for me because I remember when you first told me, I asked you, when did your family find out? Because you mentioned your brother earlier. And how did that all come into play? And if you don't mind, I guess you have to make it mesh because it's going to be a two-sided story from your, your family's perspective up until you being asked by Miss Cece about your wife's name. But how, how did they find out and, and how did they respond? Well, uh, the way my brother found out was, like I say, I tried to call my wife with the uh, young guy's phone. Well, um, and couldn't get her on the phone. So when I told him if somebody called back telling what happened, my brother called the number back. My wife said that she had woke up that morning and she had listened to the uh, messages and all she heard was moaning. Like she heard, she said she knew she heard us in pain, but she didn't know if it was me or our stepson. So she called my brother. She said, I don't know what number this is, what area code she said, but she said, I need you to call and see if it's C. See, if something going on with C, she said, because I heard two people moaning on my answering machine. She said, and I don't want to call and, and, and get bad news. So my brother said, okay. So my brother called the guy. When my brother called the guy, my brother said, man, I don't know if he was Cuban, Spanish, or whatever, but he was speaking in broken English. He said, uh, my brother asked him, my brother said, did somebody call from this number? He said, no, no. A man called. A man called. My brother said, a man. My brother said, he said, yes, a man. Accident. Accident. My brother said, accident. He said, yeah, accident. He said, uh, uh, where at? He said, Miami. Miami. So my brother said, uh, do you know what hospital they may have went to? He said, Aventura. Aventura Hospital Close. Aventura Hospital Close. So my brother said, at that point, he hung up and he looked up Aventura Hospital. He said when he looked up Aventura Hospital, my brother is a respiratory therapist. So he called and asked to speak to somebody in the respiratory department. So when he spoke to somebody in the respiratory department, he said he asked them, had anybody been brought in recently, you know, within the last few hours that was in an accident, a major accident. And they told my brother, yes. And my brother asked them, was, um, a, a artist, was a rapper a little scrappy involved? And they said, yes. My brother said he knew then that I had to be involved, too. So he gave him my name. And initially, they didn't give my brother the information on me because what had happened was they had changed my name in the system because they said reporters and all kind of people was calling. After Scrappy had went on Instagram and posted that we was in an accident, everybody was trying to find out who was Casino Roulette and how was he doing because Scrappy said that Casino went here and he fucked up, too. 
he in ICU. So they said they kept getting bombarded with calls, you know, and they didn't want to relay any information. So after my brother told them his credentials of being a, a, a respiratory therapist or whatever, he got them to give my information to him and he was able to find out who the surgeon was who had done my surgery. So once he got the surgeon on the phone, the surgeon told him, you know, uh, we got we got him in time. Thank, it's a good thing that he was here and was brought to Aventura. He said, because your brother was very badly injured. My brother said, well, uh, was he wearing a seatbelt? He said, yes, we saw the burn marks on his body that proves that he was wearing a seatbelt. He said, well, uh, was he the driver? He said, no, your brother was not the driver. He said, okay. He said, um, so... What's going on with him now? He said, well, right now it's all about his body. Now, he, he, he has been put in a um, drug-induced coma so he can uh, let, so we can allow um, the surgical procedures to take effect as well as the medication. He said, now it's all about the, you know, how he um, adapt and, you know, his body. So uh, they said was, they was going to let me sleep it on. So from that point, that's how my brothers them found and once my brother found out, he told my mama, he told, you know, he spread it throughout the family. Okay, so now getting to the part about Cece. Well, when I woke up, uh, in the midst of me trying to wake up, you know, in, in, within the process of that day or so, you know, she was asking me, you know, about my wife's name. She said, you know, uh, I couldn't get, I didn't get out her name. You know, she said, so, okay, baby, what's her number? Did you have a number? Can you give me her number? I remember she said I was stuck on the first two numbers, eight, six, and then I passed out. Mm. Then when I come back through, she said she asked me again, and I kept saying eight, six. I couldn't get past eight, six for the first uh, few times she said she was trying to wake me up. So I remember consciously she asking me, you know, one time again for my wife's number. And I remember being able to get out the first six. Well, it took uh, like that whole day of me being in that coma to actually get out the phone number, you know, because once I was able to get out the phone number, um, like I say, I was in the coma that, that Monday. So when I come through that Tuesday, um, she said that I gave it to her. I finally was able to give it to her that night. So she called my wife them that night and was finally able to talk to them that night where that, um, Tuesday morning when she um, comes and talk to me, she said, hey, baby, because when she come in, I'm up now. You know what I mean? So she walk in. She said, hey, baby, okay, you up. So she, uh, you know, she do the, uh, put the little water to my lips because I told her my mouth was dry because I got a tube down my throat. Then I got tubes in my nose and stuff like that. So I, I asked her, I, I point to my mouth, tell her my mouth dry. I asked her to put something in my mouth. So she put the water in my mouth. She said, I talked to your wife them. I said, oh, she said, you finally gave me the number last night. She said, I had to ask you for it all day. She said, but you finally gave it to me. She said, I talked to them. They know what happened. She said, uh, your wife is a little bit upset. She said, but um, they, they say they're going to make their way down here. She said, I didn't know because at this time, they didn't know I had a disabled daughter. She said, I didn't know you had a disabled daughter. Your wife said that she has to get things situated at home before she can make her way down, but your family should be coming within the next few days, your mom and your brother there. Mm. I said, okay. Well, uh, 
by this time, um, I'm sitting, I'm still at awe. You know what I mean? Because at this time, like I say, I'm able to realize I got this tube down my throat. I got these tubes in my nose. And as I'm looking to the side, I see, you know, I'm looking and I realize I got a catheter. I'm looking there. I, I'm plugged up to all these machines. Wow. And I'm looking and I'm seeing stuff is being pumped in me and pumped out of me. And I'm like, what the hell happened? So then I looked at CC. She said, yeah, boo. She said, you was, you, you hurt bad, boo. You was hurt bad. Wow. I said, huh? I passed out again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I come back through this time. Um, when I come through this time, my partner walking through the door. Because he heard about what happened. He, he stayed in Baltimore and he flew down immediately. So when I, when I wake up and he walking through the door, I felt a sigh of relief. You know what I mean? Because he comes through with his, with his suitcase and he like, damn. He was like, man, he was like, I didn't know you was, excuse my language. He was like, I didn't know you was fucked up this bad, man. Mm-hmm. And I look. You know what I'm saying? I want to share the tear, but I can't. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm just looking. And I can't say nothing because tools is down my throat. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just looking. I'm like, you know, I text. I text on my phone and I give him the phone so he can understand what I'm saying. I say, yeah, bro, I'm fucked up. You know? Mm-hmm. And then he texts back. He texts back. You know what I'm saying? He like, Damn, I don't know why I'm texting back. He's like, but shit, nigga, I'm here. I got you. You know what I'm saying? So we, 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 we dab each other up, you know what I'm saying? And I'm feeling comfortable. I fall asleep again. So when I come through this time, the guy who done my surgery, the surgeon, he's in the room. And when he come through the room, he say, uh, he look at me and he say, uh, you, you done good. You done good. You done good. He said, uh, we don't have to have your observation no more. I see you. So we're going to slide you around to the other room if you're all right. He said, we're going to have a, um, a, a, um, therapist to come in and start talking to you about how to become mobile with the surgery that you just had. And you know, it's going to be a process of you walking and it's going to be a process of you getting things back together. He said, but they're going to come in here and they're going to talk to you about it while you're recovering. I now said, okay. at this time, I, what, yeah. what is, what is the time frame at this point? From from this the point of the accident to now, this is Tuesday. Still Tuesday. Oh, this is Tuesday. Wow. This is Tuesday. Yeah, this is Tuesday because they had me in. The reason why they had me in ICU um, uh, intensive care is because they had me in that drug induced coma and they had me there for observation. Well, when I came out of the coma, and he saw that you know I was, you know I was coherent. That's when he came and told me you know I done good. And that they was going to move me around the corner to the other room on ICU. Wow. He said, and um, that's when the person was going to come and talk to me about, you know, le- uh, being learning, um, learning how to be mobile again, you know, uh, with the surgery that I had and stuff. Because they, I couldn't walk. They didn't expect me to walk for like six months. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I the severity. For, yeah. What was the severity? What was the actual... Uh, uh, Diagnose and prognosis of your situation at this point. Okay, um, what happened was I had four cracked ribs. Mm-hmm. I had lung contusion. Mm-hmm. I, my, my, he said my my kidneys, all my inner organs was beat up bad. 
my large intestine had ripped in two places, and then it had also torn away from my bowel. Mm. Um, so, um, so what they had to do was they had to go in and the part of my bowel, part of my intestines that had ripped, they had to take that out, and then they had to reconnect it to my bowels again. Mm. And then um, also they had to, you know, like I said, I had to uh, four crack ribs. He said that was going to heal on his own, and then you know my inner shits, and then I had the concussion, neck and back injuries, and things of that nature. So I was messed up. I think you had a lot going on for them to want to move you out of ICU at that point. I mean, that's just my opinion. Well, I'm not a doctor. But they didn't move me, he didn't move me out of ICU. He didn't move me out of ICU. He just moved me out of um, the, the observation side. Oh, because they okay. Had me, yeah. yeah, they had me in the coma, so they had me right by the desk. You know I what I mean? You. Because I they you. needed to be able to see 24, 24 me. 24-hour observation. Yeah, I got you. Right. Absolutely. So that Tuesday when I woke up and they saw that I was coherent, he said, okay, you done good throughout the night, so we're going to move you around the corner. Okay. You still, I'm still in ICU, but I'm just around the corner now. I got so, you. Um, so after all that happened, you know, like those was my injuries and stuff of that nature. So um, that's when the guy comes in and starts telling me about, hey, man, you had a real bad um, accident, and especially when it comes to your bowels and them having to do the reconnection. They started telling me the importance of me being able to pass gas and if I wasn't able to pass gas within the first two days, they was going to have to go back in me and figure out, you know, like uh, they was going to have to open me back up, he was saying. Right. So the importance of me being able to pass gas was severe within those 48 hours, was crucial. You know, Little, I mean? little things that we overlook or find funny right. people. Yes. Yeah. That's the reason why I made an emphasis on that. Right. It's something real small, a, a poop, you know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. He started telling me, you know, what it took for him to poop. He was like, because he had the same surgery. And he was like, you know, it took uh, it took for him to be embarrassed by a girl that he really liked for her to come see him. And, you know, him not being able to control his emotions. That's when he he fought it, you know. So yeah, he was like, yeah. I don't know what it's going to take for you. He was like, but that's what, you know, it took for me. And then he started telling me, you know, even though I had just had that surgery that I had to get up, you know, and and. And at least try to use the bathroom on my own. At least try to, you know, um, they showed me how to get out of the bed pretty much and be able to, you know, um, brace myself and hold the contents in pretty much. You know, like it was just simple stuff. He was showing me how to move with my injuries, you know. Um, so, but what I, but how I killed them and amazed them was that I started walking, you know, the, before that, before he left out and he was telling me about what to do, he was like, uh, he was like, I gotta ask you, even though you may not feel like it, he said, you think you can walk? I said, yeah, let's walk. <laughs> you know, because yeah. when I got, when I got shot six times, I checked myself out of the hospital the next day. You know what I'm saying? So what I knew within myself was that if I push me, I'd be able to get through there. And you know that, what I mean? I, would you say that comes from, you know, because me and you know, you know, you, you in good shape, bro. You work out a lot. Do you yeah. think, your physical training and your your workout regimen played a large part in in how fast you're recovering. Absolutely, because um, let me touch on something. Prior to me having this accident, five years before that, I had got shot six times. Um, I was sitting in my car. Guy walked up to my car and just unloaded, shot me six times in my upper body. Wow. Okay, I survived that. You understand what I'm saying? I survived that. Shot through the hand. Shot in my arm twice. 
uh, no, shot through my hand, shot in my arms four times, and then my chest twice. Okay, now, right after that, like I told, like I told my brother, I was shot up, but I wasn't shook up. Right. Because right after that, I was a, I, I got right back in the gym. I'm talking about three weeks later, I was back in the gym, working out, pushing, because I felt as if I had to condition myself for something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, okay. I, I, I pay attention. I don't know, you know what I'm saying? Me personally, I don't know about nobody else, but I pay attention to the signs in my life, you know, and things that happens to me, you know, um, I feel as if the things that happen to me prepare me for what's about to come, you know, and, and, and all the bad things that was in my life, I felt as if I was being told, hey, work out, work out, work out, work out, work out. Because now since this accident happened, I, I haven't been able to work out, even though I'm still healing. You know, uh, my upper body, my arms and stuff like that. I could do curls and stuff like that if I wanted to, but I don't feel a need to right now. I feel like the need for me to work out like I was working out religiously was mm -hmm. to prepare me to be able to survive this accident and then come out of that and be able to talk to people about it. Because um, since, since then, like I say, I haven't been able to condition like I would or, or could if I wanted to. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And, and I want you to hold on to that because I want to bring up a point as well. Guys, we're on with Casino Roulette. Uh, my friend, my brother, me and David are asking and listening to one of the craziest stories ever. Oh, wow. And, 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 and the brother just admitted to being shot um, a couple of years prior to that six times. Uh, we'll be right back with the rest of the story, guys. Hey, are you a singer, musician, rapper? What are you? What do you do in the music industry that requires you to lay some vocals down? Well, if you are a singer or rapper or someone that needs music, I have a great place for you guys to go, and it's called DavidEMaxwellBeats.com. That's DavidEMaxwellBeats.com. You can go and get you some dope tracks, guys. I mean, some of the best tracks that are actually being used in the industry along with those in the TV industry. Yes, DavidEMaxwellBeats.com. You can go get you some tracks, and if you go Go now and just give them your email address. You'll get some free tracks that you can try out and put on your mixtape. David E. Maxwell Beats.com, guys. Now, Casino, you said something that was so pivotal. I want to go back. You know what I mean? Because my 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 thing is I, I pay attention to detail. So when we go back, and we don't have to talk about it, but I want to make make sure people understand what we just what happened. When the accident first happened. And you got out the car. You stood up. You patted yourself down. You made sure you was good. You thanked the creator for life. You wanted to make sure that this wasn't no out of body experience. Then you went and you basically pulled your, 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 your brother, your friend out of the car, a little scrapping. And you basically had a 10 minute stint where you was active doing your things. And mind you, all of that was done with a, Internal rupture, yeah. higher bowels. You, your, your insides was done. Messed up. Done. Mm -hmm. Right? Yes, sir. If, if, and, and, and do you know where I'm going with this? If that isn't a sign of strength, brother, if that isn't commendable by itself, yes, if sir. that isn't commendable by itself, nothing else is, because it says the importance of working out, having a strong mind, uh, uh, good spiritual belief, firstly. A strong mind and body, okay, and the 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 it shows how powerful the body is, especially when adrenaline is flowing. Absolutely. Now, now something else I thought about during this whole conversation was the fact that 
I don't know if the situation would have turned out the same if you both hadn't woke up during the process. You get what I'm saying? Like if you were asleep and this happened and you didn't have time to prepare yourself for what was happening. Because obviously, even because I remember you said uh, when you got shot, everything slowed down. Obviously, you you can you responded in enough time to tense your body up to be able to brace for impact. And the I would assume that the seatbelt itself, because they said it left burns on your body, was possibly the culprit behind uh, uh, rupturing your intestines. Intestines, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just want I just want to to testify to the the strength of this brother that's that we're on the phone with, man. I don't think many people could have lived or survived through that, brother. I'm not gonna lie to you, man. And 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 another message that you said. Uh, previous was that you know that you're here for a reason because of your experiences and what you've been through and I I will literally support that thought which is why we have the projects that we have in place right now but I just want people that's listening to this right now to really comprehend the entire daggum conversation and what you have experienced so far and I, you know what I don't want to know nothing that you said, but I want you to tell people, let's, let's start with this. During this process of healing and after everything you guys have went through, let's talk about what you had to go through psychologically, mentally, and the abuse that you endured, you and Scrappy both, during the process and then afterwards. Because if I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, um, while you was in the hospital, a lot of assumptions was being made about you suing little Scrappy. Yes. Well, that was after I come out of the hospital. Okay. Um, but the assumption that was made while I was in the hospital was that I was the driver. You know, um, everybody, everybody was saying, okay, uh, well, Lil Scrappy was in an accident and his partner casino was driving. And, you know, from that point, you know, everybody was saying that I was driving until Scrappy got on Instagram and was like, no, I was the driver. Okay, so once he spent the narrative on that, you know, um, that calmed down for a minute. So I got out of the hospital, you know, and people still like, yo, how you get out of the hospital and you was hurt so bad. That, that's about what we talk about, right? Because he, he said, listen, <laughs> yes. this is day because this is, see, when he was sharing this to me, I'm, I'm, my jaw was dropped the whole time. Bro, I broke out in tears and I told him this. I'm a man, I'll tell you. Yeah. I broke out in tears when he told me the story because what happened afterwards was from Sunday to Tuesday, he just talked to you about what happened. But, bro, you said it was a week and you was basically this uh um, what they call um discharged from the hospital and little scrappy was still in the hospital for a broken foot. Oh wow. So me, okay. Yeah, so wow. let me tell you how that go. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Tuesday, I gave y'all the info all the way up until Tuesday. So from Tuesday, I mean let's say from Wednesday to Saturday, you know, the doctors then was coming in was like, Well, Mr. Brown, you're not you're not looking good. You may have to be here another week and I'm like, nah, I'm leaving, y'all. I said, my family on the way down. This is on a Thursday. I mean, this was that uh, Wednesday. I told him, I said, my family is on the way down. I said, I'm not going to be able to stay here uh, another week. I said, I'm not even from um, Florida. I said, I'm from South Carolina. I said, I got to get back up top. She was like, well, um, how are you going to get home? You're going to fly? I, she was like, because you're not going to be able to go nowhere in a car. She was like, and I wouldn't suggest you flying. She was like, 
you're going to have to be in Florida, Miami for at least a couple of months before you're able to travel. Mm-hmm. I said, no, man. No so way. by this time, my partner, he was like, well, you got to do something, boy. You got to do like shit. You might just want to tell them you already done fought it, even though you ain't. I said, nah, bro. I said, but I don't want to lie about shit. I said, and then I'm really fucked up. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So by this time, you know, I'm I'm just saying to myself, because like I say, I done been in this situation when I was shot. So I'm just saying to myself, like, I don't care what they say. I ain't going to be here alone, you know, and I go to sleep. One thing about myself, I noticed my body repairs when I sleep, you know. Um, so I just went to sleep. When I woke back up, the guy came in and he was like uh, the, the the rehab guy. Like I say, he he had said before he left, I know you don't feel like it, but I got to ask you, do you want to walk? And I told him at that moment, you know, I told him, yeah, I would do the bathroom thing. But when he came back and was asking me, he said, hey, Mr. Brown, you think you can um, do a lap around the um, do a lap around the hallway with me? I said, yeah. So he helped me get out of the bed and I started walking around the hospital. You know, I was walking around the ICU hall first. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, well, we ain't got to do it. But one time I said, now nah, let's go again. We went twice around the lap. Okay, now that is uh, Wednesday. Okay, come Thursday. They come in and they ask me. They said, have you um, passed gas yet? I said, no. They kept pumping me. They kept giving me this uh, this clear stuff, uh, magnesium, I think it was, mm-hmm. to make me use the bath. I mean, to make me... Uh, Get bloated. Yeah. Yes. So uh, I'm taking that and I still can't. I'm getting bloated, but I just can't pass the gas. So now it's becoming, you know, it's become, it's irritating now because my stomach is getting so bloated. You know what I mean? And I just had these staples put in, you know. So now, you know, my stomach being so bloated is tearing the staples a little bit, you know. So um, I'm like, yo, I can't take no more of this. So, uh, I get up and I'm trying to, because they told me the more that I, I keep myself, uh, elevated, the better, you know, it would be for, you know, my stomach. So I used to keep myself elevated in the bed a little bit. So, uh, I remember this, um, Thursday, uh, I got up and I went into the bathroom by myself. So when I went into the bathroom by myself, I pooed it a little bit. I said, Oh, so I hit the bell and I called the lady. I said, excuse me. I said, hey, I just passed gas. She said, oh, okay. Okay. Now I wanted her to know this so she can, you know, even though it was late in the day, I wanted her to know this so she could let somebody else know. Yeah. So the next day, so I mean, Thursday when the guy come around, I do my two laps again. Now this is Friday. They tell me that Scrap asked them to bring me, you know, they get ready to move me off of ICU because I don't walk around the um, ICU thing four times. You know, and that's good, they said, you know, for me to be coming just out, fresh out of surgery. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to put me in a regular room because they say I'm adapting good. So they put me in a regular room and they tell me that Scrap want me to be on the same floor as him. And they tell the Scrap they can't do that. And then, in, long story short, they told Scrap, well, okay, we can't put him side by side with you, but we'll make sure y'all on the same floor around the corner from each other. They put me in room 1017. And the reason why that number stands out in my head to this day is because I relate that number to Gucci. And what we say in the hood, hey, I'm Gucci. Anytime you say I'm Gucci in the hood, I'm good. I'm good. So I knew going in this room, I was good. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Like I say, I pay attention to things in my life. So 
as I go in the room, I, I, I was confident that I was good. I was coming up out of there. So um, now this is on the Friday when they put me in the room. On that Friday, they put me in the room. I go around, you know, my, my, my partner, he's still mad at scrap, you know. So uh, he talking to scrap and then they come around to my room, you know, everybody talking at the edge of my bed, you know, they kind of being combative in, in, in a little bit. But I'm telling them like, bro, y'all chill out, man, chill out. Because I'm telling my partner, like, bro, this is an accident. I don't need, you know what I'm saying? I don't need you up in here going haywire because you ain't going to do nothing but upset me and that ain't going to do nothing but upset the way I'm feeling right now and I ain't trying to feel nothing but positive right now so I can get up out of here. So he was like, all right, bro, all right, I respect that. So, you know, him and Scrap, they talk it out or whatever, you know what I'm saying? And then uh, Scrap leave out of the room and go in his room. So then I'm I'm there and then by the time um, I go to sleep, when I wake up that night, my brother, you know what I'm saying? Well, that night toward evening, evening toward night, my brother rushing up in there, my oldest brother. I'm like, whoa, what you doing? Because my brother, you know what I'm saying, he worked all the time. He's a, he's a teacher. He's a respiratory therapist. So he got a lot going on. So I'm, that's the last person I'm expecting to see come through the door. So he come through the door. His wife come through the door. My son come through the door. My grandson with him, my mama. And then I'm like, okay, all right, now I'm really feeling better. So then, um, while my mama them there, then here come a wife. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, all right. I'm definitely leaving up out of here now. You know, yeah, it's time to go. So, guys, um, we'd like to thank you for tuning into this particular podcast, Music Saturday Millionaires Podcast, you know to be saying? more specific. Night, you talk or whatever. Saturday roll in. Well, when Saturday roll in, like I say, I got my family there, and I'm like, Shh, I'm trying not to stay here. When y'all leaving? They said, oh, we got to leave Sunday because we got to go back up the road. I said, most definitely, we leaving Sunday. So then um, by this time, I'm I'm doing whatever it takes now for me to just show the doctors them, hey, look, he good enough to leave. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, they telling me I can eat. I'm trying to eat everything. When they come back, they see that the food gone. You know, when they when they tell me to drink something, they come back and they see that that drink gone. You know, I'm, I'm trying to do everything to show them I don't need to be here no more. Even though, you know what I'm saying? I, 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 here's the thing. I'm, I'm, I'm messed up like that, but I'm not feeling no pain. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not in no type of pain at all. They asking me, well, sir, do you need to, uh, one time I had pain. I ain't gonna lie. And they gave me some pain medicine that one time. So they said, well, okay, just to keep your pain away, we'll bring you something every, um, uh, um, six to 12 hours. I said, okay. So boom. I can admit, I can, I can honestly admit to, uh, knowingly taking medication three times when I was in the hospital. So come that Saturday, as I don't walk around and walk around and walk around, I tell the nurse, I said, Hey, my family leaving, uh, Sunday. I'm trying to leave my family. I said, because I ain't got no other way to leave from Miami to South Carolina. Mm-hmm. She said, well, let me talk to the doctor. She said, because you're doing good. Let me talk to the doctor. So by this time she come back. She said, well, uh, after Miss, I can't remember the lady's name. She said, after she see you, if she release you, she said, uh, you should be able to go home, son. I said, whoa. I said, okay. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's awesome, man. That's wonderful. So I'm walking. I'm, 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 my mama in there. So my mama helped me walk around a little bit, right? So as my mama helped me walk out, walk out and walk around a little bit, I'm thinking to myself, I said, okay, if, Whoever this person is that come, I just need to talk to, you know. So long story short, the next day come, 
she comes in. It's a, it's a black woman, you know. The black woman, she's the trauma specialist. So when she comes in, she's talking to me. She said, well, how you doing, Mr. Brown? I said, how you doing? She said, well, um, I was looking at your chart. She said, um, you know, I'm such and such, such and such. I'm the trauma specialist right here at Ventura. I said, okay. She said, um, I was looking at your chart. She said, and you had some major surgeries done to you. She said, are you trying to leave today? I said, yes, ma'am. I said, because I don't, I said, I don't have no other way home. My family here and I'm leaving with my family. She said, if you don't mind me asking, where are you going? I said, um, I stay in Spartanburg, South Carolina. And she just started crying. Mm. So when she started crying, I, I waited for a minute. And I sat back. Well, no, not sat back because I'm sitting up in my bed. I am, I'm, not, I'm not moving. So I just leaned back a little bit and I looked at my wife. She wiped her face and she said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. She said, the reason why I'm crying, she said, because I looked at your chart. And when I looked at your chart and I saw your injury, she said, it reminded me of my nephew. She said, uh, we was in an accident similar to yours, and my nephew suffered from the same injury as you did, but he died. Wow. She, wow. Said, and the reason, she said, and the reason why I'm crying, she said, because the accident happened in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Get oh, out of wow. here. I said, wow. oh, my God. She said, so for you to be able to survive this, she said, my nephew, she said, she said, my nephew was seven years old. She said, for you to be able to survive this, she said, God got something great for you. That's she awesome. said, um, she said, I'm going to let, she said, I'm going to release you today so you can go home with your family. She said, but I, she said, I just want you to know, she said, I want you to be, um, one of our trauma spokes, spokes, spokes people, spokes person. She said, so once you heal up, she said, get in contact with me. She said, because what we do, we have trauma day down here at the hospital. She said, and I would love for you to come back and, and, and talk for us. I said, absolutely. Wow. Look at that. That's awesome, man. That's wonderful. That is, that is, that is <laughs> indubitably fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to come up with my own Andre 3000 version of this. But, <laughs> you know, it's, and, and, it's and it's, it's good to be able to laugh about it, you know, at the end of the day, because, you know, it's, listen, man. Yeah, I, I want to say something as I'm listening to you, you know, I think it, it, I heard you say at one point um, uh, through social media said that you don't have to be dead in order to tell your story. And this is so, and a lot of people uh, can, can find strength and encouragement through something that you went through. And this here is just amazing, brother. This story right here, and it has to be has to be be told. And like, you know, it's commendable, brother, for what you went through and what you are uh, continue to do and to deal with to help others. And that's and a I fact. You. And that's a fact. I, I'm I'm with David on this one, um, little brother. You know what I mean? I commend you and Scrappy as well. Yes. Um, because you know, uh, even though we probably won't be able to get to it on this particular episode, we will get to it in the docu series that we're doing on Casino. So for those of you who do not know, uh, went and visited Casino recently, like I said, and uh, we videotaped um, a part of his life, man. Because I I really feel it's a story that needs to be shared, and uh, we're just trying to debate whether I, I want to release a, a teaser of it or not, you know what I'm saying? Just to, you know, um, give them an idea of what you're doing, bro. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, it's it's not the end. You know, this podcast is, is just the beginning of Casino Roulette. Uh, we got so much more we plan on doing uh, because anybody with the strength 
um, that you have, brother, have a lot to give. And I know, you know, when yes, you've sir. experienced, you know, life the way you have, your brain goes a thousand miles a minute. And, you know, we talk about that. We have so much we want to do. You know, time is, is, is valuable to us, you know, cause it's like, I got to leave this legacy. I got to leave this legacy. And, um, mm-hmm. brother, it, it's, it, listen, guys, you're going to have to check out the, um, docuseries. Make sure you guys stay tuned. Make sure you guys go to Casino Roulette's, uh, Instagram post. And it is literally Casino Roulette. Uh, any other time you have a dollar sign in it, but on Instagram, it's just no <laughs> casino roulette. Um, and just check, check out his page, man, because one of the things in, in casino, I know you've, 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 uh, said so much, but one of the things that I love, and for those of you who do not know, um, casino is a, a father. He's a grandfather like myself, and he is a, a true, definition of a man you know what I mean and, and 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 as they will say now the young boys will say no homo you know but yep <laughs> true true definition of a man because um this brother busts his tail you know what I mean he traveled matter of fact when me and him was hanging we went to three different states in like a, a, a day you know what I'm saying in, a, in an eight-hour period we went to three different states, bro, while he worked and, and, and did. And I say work, I hate to use that word, work for those of us who own our own businesses. This businessman went from three different states taking care of his business. And um, But one of the things that I want to share was that, because, you know, you also have a special needs daughter. And she is just beautiful within herself and her spirit is beautiful. And just what I saw online, I can't wait to meet her. But so you're, you're dealing with all of those instances of strength just you got strength all around you brother is what i want to say right. yes sir and um i really commend you brother i i mean that from the bottom of my heart i commend you i commend uh your wife i commend scrappy i commend all of y'all man because y'all have truly been through some things that that would destroy friendships would destroy your 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 brotherhood you know what i mean and well, you. Um, you know, we we're not going to even get into the rumors and the gossip of the Illuminati sacrifices and all that stuff they were saying. Like, like, really, bro? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> you know that's that, that's going. We leaving that to the docu series, right? So y'all can touch on it a little bit. Uh, uh, Casino, you told me that you were supposed to be Little Scrappy's blood sacrifice. Yeah, that's what them bloggers were saying. Oh, wow. The blood sacrifice that went wrong. Isn't that something, <laughs> man? And, and so, wow. uh, you know, I don't want them to go into detail. I'll just say, guys, y'all make sure y'all stay tuned to Casino uh, Roulette. Go to his Instagram page. And I'm, I'm going to let you do you better than me. You know what I mean? I'm just talking. But um y'all make sure you stay tuned uh, because when we drop this docuseries on Amazon, and hopefully we can get it on Netflix, uh, Casino's going to let you guys know. Um, that has been dropped. David's going to let you guys know. I'm going to let you guys know that it was dropped. But Casino, if, if, if you don't mind, brother, can you give everyone a way to contact you, your social media or website or whatever you want at this point, um, uh, these, these listeners to go to, to learn more about you. Matter of fact, go pick up a daggum trauma survivor shirt, bro. I mean, like <laughs> we all know somebody who done been through something. Um, emotionally, mentally, physically, that has caused trauma. So I'm, I'm gonna say to you, once this brother give you his information, y'all go over there, check out any links that he has to pick up one of the trauma survivor shirts. But Casino, go ahead, brother. Yeah, uh, thank you, sir. Um, you all can check me out, find me online, um, at any social media handle, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
at Casino Roulette. That's C-A-S-I-N-O-R-O-U-L-E-T-T-E. The way I spell it for the public is C-A-I-N-O-R-O-U-L-E-T-T-E. So if you Google me, Google it with a dollar sign. When you're searching for me on social media, just Google it with a regular S because social media don't like you to put those symbols in it because it'll put a um, underscore or something like that. So I try to make it real simple for the people. Casino Roulette is how you pronounce it. So that's how you see it on different social media handles. So once again, it's C-A-S-I-N-O-R-O-U-L-E-T-T-E. C-A dollar sign. I-N-O-R-O-U-L-E-T-T-E is the way you'll see it. And they can also find you on Spotify, right, brother? Mm-hmm. You can find me on Spotify. You can find me on Tidal. You can find me on Pandora, iHeartRadio. Anywhere you play your music or anywhere you have your playlist, just at me. Definitely well there. worth you guys checking out. And uh, if no one else deserves uh, that support, brother, you definitely deserve that support, man. You've been Absolutely. a lot. Um, but it, now, before we, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. let me let me reiterate something. I don't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry, brother. And like you said, if you or anybody you know has been through a trauma and survived, hit me up and get one of those t-shirts. That's, what's up. That's what's up, brother. Before we get off of this, and and let me say uh, as well publicly from the bottom of my heart, man. You know, I ain't got number love for you. I love you, brother. Straight up, you know what I mean. Just because people really outside of the story, people just got to get a chance to know you and and hear you. Uh, as an individual, and, and you know, to me, I personally, I told you what it is. We, I got to see you in your eyes and, and be around your energy. But with all that said, is there any particular message you'd like to leave the people listening right now? If you could say anything to them right now, and I asked you this in the docu series as well. But um, you know, our thoughts and our, our, our mentality change day by day. What would you say? to anybody right now that have experienced trauma or they're dealing with depression or anything like that, what, what message would you give them? No matter how far you fall down, God can pull you back up. So whatever you're going through, give it to God. Pray on it, give it to God because you can get through it. That's how I got through my depression. That's how I got through my trauma. I gave it all to God. And... For all the all the naysayers and and the, the false rumors, because like I said, we're definitely gonna we're gonna deal with this on the loop documentary uh, on Casino Roulette. Uh, but for all the naysayers, where are you and Scrappy at right now through all of this? Where how how are y'all doing? Oh, that's my bro. Uh, we about to get in the studio Wednesday. You know, that's my bro. You know, I hit him. He hit me. You know, we still connected, regardless of what. And see, that's the thing about. The public, they only get a perception mm. from the media. And that's the thing about the media. They only put out negativity. They don't promote the positivity. So me and Scrap, we good. And that's sad that the people don't know that. Right. But we good. Right. We're going to make sure they know it now. That's right. That's right. So y'all heard it out of the, the brother's mouth personally, Casino Roulette. He has been my special guest on this episode of Music Millionaires Podcast, along with my co-host, David E. Maxwell. David, anything you want to share before we get off this, brother? I just want to say, man, I, I commend you. I thank you for, you know, for the time that we had, you know, just to share part of your story. I know, I know there's a lot more that we can delve into, but just this part here, man, is very inspiring, encouraging, and uplifting. And, uh, and that's what it's all about. And you said something very important, you know, that no matter what you go through, man, you know, 
you know, just pray to God, you know, he give you the strength to get through it. And that's key because, you know, you don't have to go through it alone. And one of the things I, I, I wanted to add at, at some point is that, you know, that we all need a support system, you know, and, 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 and by you sharing what you, your experiences and what you've been through is part of that support system. So I just want to thank you for taking the time and just sharing with us part of your story, my brother. And that's a fact. I, I, I definitely pick it back. I think, I think, I pick it back that. I, I, and I'll tell you something. It, it, it dawned on me, right? Uh, before I, I gotta say this before I get off. Um, there's only been, and I'm not just saying this because of who it is, but there's only been one other person that really touched me, um, with their story. Um, and that was Dr. Dre. You know, that was, that was with Big Bro Dre. We was riding, um, uh, to his house in Malibu. And there's been several instances we though we we've had conversations though, but um one being at his house with his wife and family and we watching movies together. And then the other was going to Malibu and and how he shared with me um how um me and my brother affected him and our bond and our closeness. And it and it was a very touching moment because he explained to me at that time, which I didn't know, how he had lost his brother and that bond that they had. But it was one of those one of those very intimate moments where, you know, you're, you're sitting here and it's, and it's, and it's past the, you know, it's, it's, it's not about music. It's not about anything other than family. And it was one of those moments that I've never forgot. And it touched me. And this being the only other time that I've ever spoke with someone that really touched me and touched my soul mm. with the, the message, you know what I mean? And I, and I got to let you know that that's, that's how pivotal, um, what you've experienced and what you and little scrappy have been through is in comparison to me, you know what I mean? So I got to let you know, but there's only been several people that touched me in my life. And you are now one of the, 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 the couple, <laughs> including Dre mm -hmm. that, uh, has really shared, uh, a part of your life that, um, really, really touches me, bro, spiritually in, in my soul. So, um, this ain't the end guys. Just, just in case, let me, let me get off this sensitive stuff. You know what I'm saying? Let me, let me get man up and get the deep voice going again. <laughs> well, I want to say, when, when is that, uh, PSTD, uh, uh, CD dropping? Oh, is that it's one? already out now, sir. It came out January 15th. Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. And, and I saw Scrappy's promoting it as well. It's on Lil Scrappy's page. So if you're a follower of Lil Scrappy, you'll see he's promoting it as well. PTSD guys, check it out. Casino Roulette was our guest today and he shared his story of who he is and, and, and how it has changed him for the better. And, um, as he said, you know, at one point he was shot, but not shook. But the car accident, it definitely changed him as a man, as a person. Uh, again, guys, make sure you go show support for Casino Roulette. Check him out on Instagram. Follow him on all the social media profiles. Make sure you add that dollar sign to the name so you'll know it's him. And make sure you show support. Pick you up a uh, Trauma Survivor shirt, guys. I really appreciate it. So, again, this is your man, you want my co-host, David E. Maxwell, along with our special guest today, Casino Roulette. Same. David, what we say, Dave? Music is life. We out, family. We out. The Peacemakers.